and broken. This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. You recall that Jesus in his Olivet Discourse there in Matthew chapter 24 declared to his disciples two days before his crucifixion not only that there was going to be massive deception, but rather also that there were going to be wars and rumors of wars and famines in many places. And what you may not know now is that there is a major, major famine in the Horn of Africa, such that it's gaining uh, front-page news in some magazines. And not only are we seeing the famine and pestilence, but we're now seeing wars and rumors of wars that we never really anticipated. What does it mean, and where is it coming from? We want to take a look at that here today on Viewpoint as we take a look at the sabotage or apparent sabotage of the Nord Stream pipelines. So I welcome you to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. It's conversation with conviction, talk that transforms, and all of this is proceeding out of the Russian-Ukrainian battlefield. You could call the war of Russia against Ukraine. And as you probably know, Vladimir Putin just a couple of days ago uh, decided to annex, in other words, claim as Russian four different geographical locations, Ukrainian geographical locations, to absorb them into the Russian sphere, just as Vladimir Putin did with Crimea a few years ago. That was seen as a serious action. A serious action by, well, the head of the UN. And so today on Viewpoint, we're looking at a variety of different things that are causing tremendous fear and anxiety in our world. Whether you realize it or not, whether you're attuned to it because the news media focuses on so many other things like the hurricane, and rightly so, as horrific as that is, there is something even more horrific that is looming on the horizon, and that is potential nuclear warfare. And Vladimir Putin has made it clear that he would not hesitate to use nuclear warfare to achieve his ends. So, it's as if the bear has been cornered. The bear has been cornered by the West, by Europe, by America, and the bear is reaching out and getting very dangerous. So, there are a variety of things that are taking place as a consequence of this Ukrainian-Russian war. First of all, European gas prices are soaring. Not only are the gas prices soaring, but the people are finding it very, very difficult even to get their gas. And as you may know, having listened to this program for some period of time, I'm sure, 
you will know that Germany relies for 70% of its energy upon Russia, or has anyway, and that the rest of Europe, depending on which country, relies for their energy 30 to 35%. In other words, Russia and Vladimir Putin have had, in effect, Europe over a barrel. That's a very serious thing because, indeed, if you have that much of your energy that you absolutely depend upon for not only heating and cooling and so on of your peoples, but also for manufacturing. And Germany is the manufacturing giant of the EU, the European Union. So if Russia has that much control over the production in Germany, which is the largest uh, economic production, commercial production, and so on, in the EU, you can see the dangers that lie ahead. And that's why Donald Trump made a special warning to Angela Merkel before uh, she left the uh, leadership there of uh, Germany. He warned her of the great danger that lied ahead or that lay ahead, because she was in favor. I mean, after all, who would not want, you see, to get all of that wonderful Russian oil and gas so easily delivered to Germany? But Donald Trump saw a greater danger. He saw the ultimate danger that Russia then would have dominion, for all practical purposes, over Germany and could dictate Germany's politics, Germany's economy, and could, in effect, blackmail Germany to do its will. Now, that's part of the issue. On the other hand, as you very well may be aware of, this last week, there were two, at least two, some now say four explosions in the, bar- uh, in the uh, oceans above Russia and uh, the Baltic Sea, the Baltic Sea, that's what I was looking for, the Baltic Sea, where these pipelines are running. And they have caused the Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2 to break apart and spew the gas throughout the sea. Therefore, Europe is not getting their promised gas. Russia also will not be getting paid for its gas. But if it is going to keep its gas lines open, they have to keep spewing the gas out of those pipelines into the sea in order to keep the sea from coming and coming in, invading and ruining their pipelines. So you can see it is a very dangerous and very delicate situation. Just how dangerous is it? Well, Donald Trump, according to the Russian Times yesterday, Donald Trump declared the Nord Stream sabotage could lead to World War III. Sabotage, you say? Yes, virtually everyone believes that these pipelines were purposely blown up, sabotaged. 
But who done it? That's the big issue. Who done it? And accusations are flying fast and furious across the seas. Some say Russia's responsible and did it as a false flag to make it look like it was America or the EU or someone else. Vladimir Putin says it's America. Many are saying it was Joe Biden. Some say the European Union. But you can see the problem. Donald Trump says this is very dangerous. In fact, it's so dangerous, he's, he has offered now to head up a team to negotiate Russia-Ukrainian war resolution. That came out just yesterday. What does it all mean? We'll be right back. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Putin has named his chief suspects for the sabotage of the Nord Stream pipelines. I wonder who he thinks is responsible. The Russian security chief, however, names the obvious beneficiary of the pipeline rupture. Who do you think he thinks is the responsible party for the sabotage? An article from the Russian Times today asks the question, who wins from demolishing the EU's gas lifelines? You see, these were lifelines for Europe. These were lines that were providing desperately needed energy to the United, to, to the EU, the European Union. The whole system now is in disarray. Threats are flying back and forth across the Atlantic and the Baltic. So great are these threats. And Joseph Biden, as President of the United States, has now just laid another 1,000 1,000 limits on Russia. Mm. Penalties in the midst of it all. Sanctions. 1,000 more sanctions. Do you see what's happening here? The pressure is building. You know what the biblical word in the New Testament for pressure is? Tribulation. Uh-huh. The biblical word for pressure is tribulation. Is the world experiencing tribulation yet? 
Well, I don't think we've come to the great tribulation. That's something different. But is the world experiencing tribulation? Absolutely, the world is experiencing tribulation. Wars and rumors of wars, pressure, pestilence, earthquakes, hurricanes, or if you want to be politically correct, maybe they're hemicanes. I don't know. Maybe you have to use hemicane and hurricane, whatever. But what we're looking at now is an increase of tensions worldwide that has everyone on pins and needles. That is, everyone that's paying any attention. Europe knows that they're in deep trouble. They're already talking about their freezing winters. How in the world, they say, are we going to survive here? They're cutting down on the use of power. Just in the last day or two, Germany announced, you're using too much power to their citizens. you got to cut more. We've got to save up this energy for the cold weather coming. Tribulation. Pressure. The people are experiencing pressure. European gas prices soar on Russian pipeline news. Natural gas prices in Europe rocketed up more than 10% just today. Just today. More than 10%. Prices have seen upward pressure due to uncertainty over supply after the Russian-owned operator of the Turkstream pipeline, Southstream Transport, said yesterday that the Netherlands had withdrawn its export license. Following the sabotage of the two Nord Stream pipelines, Turkstream remains the only conduit for Russian natural gas to the EU besides the pipelines that pass through, guess where, Ukraine. Are you beginning to see, perhaps, the gravity of this Russian-Ukrainian Warfare. Did you know that as a result of this, the world's wheat supply has been dramatically reduced? Why? Because massive amounts of the world's wheat come from Ukraine. Did you know that The majority of the world's fertilizer comes from Russia. Did you know that? Why is that important? Because without fertilizer, the production of crops reduces dramatically. And over time, even more dramatically. Has that already had an effect? Absolutely. Because the Horn of Africa, composed of... uh, Kenya and two or three other countries there is experiencing one of the worst droughts ever and they have no substitute food to make up the difference. 
So not only are their children malnourished and dying, but their animals are dying in massive numbers, and they have a decreasing ability to produce food. Famine. Pestilence. Wars and rumors of wars. Earthquakes in many places. And Jesus said, these are just the beginning of sorrows. They're just the beginning of sorrows. But what they are is pressure points. Jesus likened it unto a woman, a pregnant woman, who is ready to give birth to a child. And she sees the time coming. It's approaching. She feels the activity. She senses it deep inside her. And then, as the baby is getting prepared to be born, in other words, the ultimate event is about to be fulfilled, the woman begins to have birth pangs, contractions. That's what we're seeing. These are contractions, friends. These are global, international contractions that Jesus described would precede the final event and the coming of Christ. Therefore, while we cannot link any one of these things individually, we can look at the greater picture and we can see the dynamics that are taking place that in and of themselves are creating echoing consequences throughout the world that are just like those described in the Bible as immediately preceding the coming of Christ. Would you not think that under circumstances like those, or like these, that more and more people, particularly those who would profess the name of Christ, whether or not they're walking with the Lord in the light of his word and whatever, would you not think that they would be having a heads-up moment? That their attention would be gripped and they would begin to think, hmm, I wonder. And when they begin to think and wonder what these things mean, would you not think that they would begin to draw their attention and humble themselves to consider their relationship with the Lord? And I'm not talking about making some blithe confession of faith. I'm talking about a life pattern, a lifelong commitment of walking with the Lord in the light of his word. Whether you want to call it obedience, whether you want to call it pleasing God, whether you want to coming call it aligning with God's desires. You see, Jesus came to do the Father's will. He said, I don't see uh, say anything I don't hear the Father saying. I don't do anything I don't see the Father doing. And then he says, now, as the Father sent me, even so send I you. In other words, that's what we're supposed to do. That's what we're supposed to be. And so, John, the disciple, wrote in 1 John, 
that whoever has this hope of Christ coming in him will purify himself as Christ is pure. Well, what does that mean? We don't hear anything about that in our churches today. <coughs> Why not? Would you not think that as we see these things taking place, that pastors would be motivated in their heart of hearts to stop preaching gospel light and begin to talk realistically and potently about the coming of the Lord and that people should get ready it's time to get ready. That's why we say here on this program, regularly people get ready. Jesus is coming. Soon we'll be coming home. People get ready. Jesus is coming. Soon we'll be coming home. People get ready. Isn't it time? Yes, it's time. Now, I want to make available to you my book, Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages. I'm receiving reports back from those who have been reading it. Very encouraging and positive reports. Eye-opening reports. Heart-opening reports. It is a book to help us, help all of us, prepare to understand the challenges that we are facing and going to be facing increasingly. And it's not about wars and rumors of wars. It's about other things that are far more deceptive than that. Jesus didn't warn about wars and rumors of wars. He just told us they're going to have them. What he did warn about was deception and seduction. Each of the apostles warned about that. That's what we need to understand. The book, Messiah, just came out last month, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages. $22 on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. You can give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA, 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us at Save America Ministries. P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Again, writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. Nord Stream sabotage will permanently shift the global trade, says a writer in the Jerusalem Post yesterday. The destruction of two important pipelines that run from Russia to Europe will likely herald a new global phase of trade as Europe and the West cement their rupture in ties with Russia and become more self-reliant. Cement their tie tie with Russia, or their lack of ties, actually. So, That being the case, I'm going to repeat what we said here on this program. Within the first couple of days of of Russia's attack on Ukraine, please listen carefully, that attack on Ukraine 
whether you justify it or not. We're not talking about justification now. Each side has their own problems. Each side has their own malevolent uh, positions. But the effect of that battle, that war, is spewing venom throughout the whole world. And it is uniting Europe, even the Baltic nations that have previously not been part of NATO, it is uniting them in ways that they could never have been united. And producing, I believe, producing the fulfillment of the resurrected Roman Empire, just as the There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. Saveus.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at saveus.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, saveus.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, saveus.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived. Save America Ministries website at saveus.org. Today we're talking about the sabotage attacks on the Nord Stream pipelines there in the Baltic Sea. Uh, Russia claims that America and or uh, the European Union have uh, done this. Uh, America and the European Union are claiming that Russia perhaps has done this as a false flag kind of thing to make it appear that uh, they should have more leverage to be able to attack, perhaps a nuclear strike. So let's go back a little bit over the history of this for a moment. Construction of the first pipeline, Nord Stream 1, was completed in 2011. It was billed as a secure gas supply for Europe. The lines were supposed to transport a combined total of 55 billion cubic meters of gas a year. But over time, the United States and other critics became concerned that this would enable Russia to have its hand on the spigot and use energy as a weapon, making Europe too dependent. In fact, after uh, Donald Trump was elected in 2016, he took office, uh, he began sanctioning Nord Stream in 2017, sanctioning Nord Stream 2. But European countries, especially Germany under Angela Merkel, were in favor of the projects. You know, it was kind of like uh, a free provision, making it easy for Germany to get energy, which they didn't have on their own. Donald Trump warned Angela Merkel personally. 
you're heading into very dangerous territory by allowing Russia to have this much dominion over your energy. But she didn't listen. Now Germany is in deep trouble. There are some who have even speculated that Germany might not even survive. Because their ability to produce is being dramatically changed, reduced. Then what do you do? As I recall, just in the last couple of days, the report has come through that inflation in Germany is nearing the level that it was when Hitler came into power. You see, there are echoing consequences, unexpected consequences that flow from many an action. The same is true with our viewpoints. That's why we say every day here on this program, viewpoint determines destiny. Viewpoints always direct destiny in some way or another, in small ways or large ways. And viewpoints result in actions. And actions often have unintended consequences. One of the unintended consequences of the Russian attack on Ukraine is that, according to report yesterday from the Jerusalem Post, 55,000 Russians now are eligible to make Aliyah back to Israel, but are not able to do so because of flight shortage. About 40,000 have received immigration visas. 15,000 are in the midst of the process. Approximately 70,000 Russian Jews are eligible to immigrate according to Israel's law of return. And they're currently living in poverty in the countries surrounding Russia and Ukraine. This is a very big deal, friends. It's not just a big deal for cultural Israel. It's a big deal for fulfillment of biblical prophecy. Because in the end of the age, several of the prophets made very clear that God was going to fulfill his covenant after he had disciplined Israel for a couple thousand years because of their sin and their rebellion. He was going to bring them back based upon his own covenant and restore them to the land. It's hard to argue with that because it's so clearly written in the scriptures. The Apostle Paul even wrote, God isn't finished with Israel yet. Blindness has come upon them for a season. But blindness has come upon the Gentile world too, including professing Christians. Increasing blindness. There's no room for finger pointing now. So this war is actually precipitating the fulfillment, increasing fulfillment of biblical prophecy 
in terms of re- returning the Jewish people to the homeland. Unintended consequences, at least from God's view, not from God's viewpoint, but from the rest of the world. Now, back to the pipelines. Now, these pipelines are damaged in a mysterious incident that unfolded over last weekend. It's widely believed to be sabotage, and it appears that, according to this writer in Jerusalem, it appears that Russia is behind it. This came as a new Baltic pipeline was being inaugurated. It appears to send a message to the West that pipelines and energy are not safe. It's a kind of blackmail where European countries are now being told, you never know what this, whether this might happen to you. Well, headlines of September 29th painted an increasingly worrying picture. CNN says that European security officials say Russian ships were in the waters near the pipeline when the leaks occurred. A fourth leak was discovered on Thursday, yesterday. NATO Secretary General Jen Stoltenberg on Wednesday attributed the leaks on the Nord Stream pipelines to acts of sabotage. Reports say that the seismic meters recorded the explosions that damaged the lines. Now there is concern that a new phase of hybrid war may be coming and that Russia could use these kinds of incidents to upset the global order. So, this author says it's worth thinking about what this means globally. Well, if you're a reader and a student of the scriptures, it doesn't take much thinking to realize what impact this can have. If Russia has the power to control the energy to Europe and cuts off that power, therefore, it moves Europe and the United States ever closer in relationship to mutual dependence and the entire Western world, which consists of the nations comprising the former Roman Empire. They're being united. This Russian-Ukrainian war, and now the energy issue, is driving the U.S. and the European Union and NATO countries together as never before. Why is that important? Because, first of all, Daniel says that the great empire, that will, the final great empire that will rule the world under the counterfeit Christ will be a resurrected Roman Empire. The Roman Empire never really died. It just dissipated. And virtually all Western countries today are the children of the Roman Empire. Just look at the Capitol buildings, for instance. They're all Roman, most of them. Roman laws, Roman numerals, Romanesque languages, 
That's right. So, what we're looking at here is something that is a potentially major global implications. That's the reason, one of the reasons why Antonio Guterres, the uh, chief, UN chief, general secretary, yesterday warned Russia against the annexation of four former Ukrainian regions. He said he accused Moscow of prompting a dangerous escalation and called on the Kremlin to step back from the brink. The brink. We are on the fine cusp, shall we say, of that brink. Many, excuse me, many factors now are coming together to drive the nations in the direction as foretold by Jesus, his apostles, and the prophets. Guterres, the UN Secretary General, said this is the moment of peril. Those are his words. The moment of peril. That should get somebody's attention, shouldn't it? Now, from a geopolitical uh, situation, outlook, viewpoint, that should get attention. But it would seem to me that for a true follower of Jesus Christ, it should get our attention even the more so. I mean, after all, the Apostle Paul said to Timothy, know this, then the latter days, perilous times shall come. Perilous times. Who caused this sabotage? Will we know? Did Joe Biden precipitate the sabotage? Apparently, he made a statement in public. We'll we'll have to hear more on that. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Pressure has been increasing on EU member states to achieve a rapid, diplomatic, peaceful solution, not only to the Ukraine-Russian crisis, but also to the energy crisis that it has created. And also, 
the food crisis that it has created. Russia has been preventing Ukraine, which is the number one producer of wheat in the world, I believe, kept them from shipping this wheat out, and it is will soon be rotting and be worth nothing. Yet they can't get it out. And so countries, whole countries that are depending upon it, like the Horn of Africa, are going into deep famine. Echoing consequences. The world is on a precipice. Now here's what Joe Biden said on February 7th of this year. He was talking about the Nord Stream 2 pipeline during a press conference. And this was before the Ukraine conflict uh, even got started. Here's what he said. Listen carefully. Quote, we will bring an end to it, unquote. What was he talking about? The Nord Stream 2 pipeline. We will bring an end to it. What did he mean? What did he mean? Was he foretelling what he would authorize or demand of his military or the CIA or whatever? To blow up that pipeline? We don't know. And I'm not saying he did. But it is a very interesting statement. Kind of a premonitional statement. We'll bring an end to it. Now, believe it or not, Donald Trump wanted to bring an end to it. But he's not in power now. He worked very hard with the EU and particularly with Germany and Angela Merkel to get them to not approve the pipeline because it was too dangerous for their futures. But they didn't listen. Now, Donald Trump, in light of the sabotage of these pipelines, he says it could lead to World War III. In fact, he actually hints that Washington might have been behind the alleged attack on the gas pipelines. Now, in addition to that, yesterday, Donald Trump, and this this really caught my attention, Donald Trump said the world is in trouble because of the Russia-Ukrainian war, and he is suggesting that perhaps he should be the one to head up a negotiating team and get a deal done to end it. He was commenting on the news that the Nord Stream 1 and 2 gas pipelines apparently were sabotaged. He said the American leader should be cool in response to this disaster, but also said that a deal 
over the Russian assault on Ukraine needs to be done. Wow. What was implied there? What did he really mean? Trump continued, do not make matters worse with the pipeline blow-up. Be strategic, be smart. Get a negotiated deal done now. Both sides need and want it. The entire world is at stake. I will head up the group. He suggested the Russian conflict with Ukraine would not have happened under his leadership. In fact, there are multiple confrontations developing right now among world leaders, such as China, Russia, and North Korea, that did not occur during uh, Mr. Trump's term in office. Now, I don't know if any of this gets your attention. I hope it does. The Swedish Coast Guard is getting in on the act. The EU suspects sabotage was behind the gas leaks. And they promised a robust response to any intentional disruption of its energy infrastructure. Sweden has normally kind of stayed out of of things. The Baltic states have normally kind of stayed out. Finland. Now, we listen to Russian leaders. Here is the Russian ambassador. Moscow is not threatening anyone, but if it's pushed into using nukes, Washington can't hide behind an ocean. That's what Anatoly Antonov said. The U.S. is risking destruction by engaging in nuclear brinksmanship against Russia. There could be no such thing as a limited conflict of this nature, he said. The Russian ambassador claimed that American military planners apparently hope that the United States will be able to take cover behind the ocean if nuclear weapons are used in Europe and warned against such a gamble. He said it is safe to assume that any use of nuclear weapons could quickly lead to an escalation of a local or regional conflict into a global one. He said the risk of escalation is coming from the U.S. and not Russia. Moscow's complaints was that its national security was being compromised, but those complaints were being ignored by the U.S. and by Europe. This is the kind of talk that is going on right now. So in response to this, Norway has deployed troops after the suspected pipeline sabotage. Do you see the level of concern? This is a global concern. This is global peril. And the birth pangs 
are increasing in intensity all over the world. Could it be that our Lord may be soon coming? In my book, Messiah, chapter 30, is called Behold, He Comes Quickly. Suddenly the unveiling explodes in unfathomable and fearful glory before terrified eyes. Time and eternity are rapidly becoming congruent. While it is said that time marches on, there is soon coming a moment in which time shall be no more. At the consummate merging of history and prophecy, revealing and revealed in the glorious appearance of Messiah. The ancient prophet Joel gave dramatic warning of that no longer mysterious expectation. He said, gird yourselves and lament. Alas for the day, for the day of the Lord is at hand. Blow ye the trumpet in Zion and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord comes, for it is nigh at hand. And the Lord shall utter his voice, for the day of the Lord is great and very terrible. Who can abide it? Therefore, says the Lord, turn ye even unto me with all your heart, and with fasting, and with weeping, and with mourning, and rend your heart, and not your garments. So, what characteristics will there be concerning Christ's second coming? Let me just hit a few of these briefly. First of all, the scripture says, every eye shall see him. Every eye shall see him. He's going to come in due season. That's why you and I are supposed to understand our times, understand the season. He's going to come, that the end shall come when the gospel of the kingdom is preached to the whole world as a witness. The mystery will be revealed when the fullness of the Gentiles is completed. Then, the blindness in part that has happened to Israel be unveiled. Just as God sent forth his son Yeshua in the fullness of time, even so will the Son return his, to his glory in the fullness of time. Just as God sent forth John the Baptist to prepare the way so prophesied Isaiah in 40, uh, chapter 40, verse 3, before Yeshua's first coming. Even so, God will send forth another spirit, the spirit of Elijah, to prepare the way of Yeshua's second coming, so that we will all, both Jew and Gentile, be forewarned to prepare so as to escape the great and dreadful day of the Lord, when Messiah comes to judge the world with righteousness. He will come royally. The unveiling, the apocalypse, shows that he will come royally, not as a suffering servant, but as a reigning king, king of kings and lord of lords. He will come suddenly. Watch, therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord does come. Therefore, be ready, for in such hour as you think not, the Son of Man comes. He will come unsuspectingly, it will be business as usual until suddenly the unveiling explodes in unfathomable and fearful glory before terrified eyes. He will come visibly and bodily 
Every eye shall see him, and they which pierced him also. He will come in like manner as disciple. his disciples watched him ascend to heaven for the Mount of Olives. He will come dramatically. It's high drama. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump or divine shofar of God. And I saw heaven opened in a bold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. His name is called the Word of God, and he has on his vesture and on his thigh a name written King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So, the question then is, what should we do? That's always the question. What shall we do? That's what the people asked John the Baptist at the first coming of Christ. And the answer is always the same. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. It is time for all to place their trust in him. That means we must conform our ways, our lives, our thoughts, our viewpoints to God's viewpoint. We can no longer afford to have divergent viewpoints on any issue. We must humble ourselves and agree with God's authority as expressed in his word. The Apocalypse, the book of the unveiling, the book of Revelation brings to us a crescendo of divine plea for our precipitous moment on the near edge of Messiah's second coming. The word repent is the operative word. Multitudes, multitudes are in the valley of decision, for the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision, says the apostle, excuse the prophet Joel. Thanks for joining us again. Get a copy of the book Messiah. I think you will not be disappointed. Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages. $22 on our website, saveus.org. Call us 1-800-SAVE-USA. Write to us at $5 for posting your family. We'll get the book in your hands. Read it slowly. Let the Holy Spirit speak to your heart. God bless you and be blessed. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.